0: Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season three, episode eight, titled Crisis Theory. Uh, We just got started, or we just finished watching this episode, rather. Uh, What'd you think of
1: it? Man, and Jennifer Gatzinger, I trust. She, I thought this was, this has been, I I think, an uneven, somewhat flawed season, especially in the the early to mid goings. But I thought this uh, finale brought it home. Uh, this gave a lot of satisfying answers to a lot of things that we've been wondering this uh, season. I feel like we finally saw the potential of full on host combat, like the stunt scenes. Last season, this season should have always been this John Wick and this good when you've got hosts just going uh full full tilt on on human adversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my God, the uh, the post credit scenes, yeah, were just phenomenal. Like. When Bernard woke up, when when it cut the Bernard in that dusty ass room, mm-hmm. i was like, oh, they're gonna go there. They're going to go there, Jim. We're gonna go in the future world. Uh, this if, if they if they renew this for two, three more seasons, we might get ten thousand years in the future. I'm thinking. I'm really yeah. excited. I'm really excited. What do you think? Uh man, I I don't know. Uh, like it, this is
0: this is a tough one for me to process because <laughs> I have this bugaboo about shows that don't play straight with character motivations and it, uh, anything you would say about this show, uh, especially this season is that it has not played straight with character motivations. Uh, you know, waiting until apparently the very last episode to flip those on, on its head, uh, and reveal what these characters are actually up to. That said, I did find myself getting into this episode and I, and I guess like doing this at the end of the season, I, I don't know it, I'm I'm torn between this feeling like a big betrayal and just enjoying the journey uh, from mm. the previous seven episodes so yeah I, I don't know what to think I gotta
1: I gotta see this thing again Um, I mean it's crazy because I realized halfway through this episode that like holy shit I'd called this almost exactly right the 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 plot with Dolores and and uh, Bernard and Maeve being the spoiler and then they were so convincing in the kind of like Dolores being so shady and manipulative the last few episodes that I started to doubt it mm-hmm. to the point to where like and I think this is why I, this season and this this um, uh, finale works so well with me is I'm still doing that in my mind like well you am I getting all hyped up that the happy ending is the world's burning down. And there's literally literally an army of hardliner Dolores clones being rolled off the Dubai assembly line. Mm-hmm. uh maybe Dolores was evil to hold time. maybe the plot within the plot was to have Dolores go crazy so she could do, you know um I, but then again, like I also trust Bernard and he's saying that's not the case. so I I just think the way they executed that to where I felt like I had a good handle on the season episode too, but. They executed with like the you know the acting and the plotting well enough that it twisted me all up and I got confused. Um, yeah, I I I really I really liked the 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 way this finale turned out. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, it is really cool, and I think
0: like the ideas that they have explored. Um, <laughs> the other thing I guess they they have been exploring all season and have kind of turned on its head a little bit in the finale is this idea of free will. Because we were very much like, you know, and, and we were talking about this coming out of season two. Okay, Dolores gets out in the real world. She's got to see that these people are different than she thought they were. And apparently yeah. that goes all the way to the extent of whether or not they have free will, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and we've been talking about that all season. Um, And I think that's kind of the biggest thing here is the the development of that theme really... Came together in this final episode. So, those are things that are tearing me, right? Like, the motivations versus, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. thematic stuff. And, like, it working, except when it doesn't work. But I could probably overlook that stuff in this season because the rest of it was so strong.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny because, like, I I thought that it was almost funny to, like, freshman level philosophy... Response that uh, when Dolores like, oh no, free will exists. It's just really fucking hard. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, conceptually how it works. Like, I, I like the fact that they're saying that yes, free will is, exists, but they're also not saying much about it because obviously they plan to explore. You know, the the first two point seven five seasons have been this humanity is a deterministic creature. We're on a loop. Mm-hmm. We can't escape it. Um, and then this last episode saying, oh, not so fast. So I'm wondering, I'm really interested to see kind of what like Nolan and Joy, um, think about that. Also the idea that like, you know, they wanted to have this revolution that, uh, you know, that was one of the things that she wanted to burn this world down. And Bernard saying at the very end of the episode, not so fast, there might be a chance. Now, he wakes up in a dusty hotel room. I don't know if that's a year, 10 years, 100 years into the future. That's a lot of dust. That, I'm that looking chance at my computer have...
0: that I cleaned like six months yeah. ago. The dust yeah. is nearly that thick. <laughs> so it's got to be at least two years of dust, by my guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there wasn't enough ice in that bathtub, I don't think, to keep uh, old no. stubs active, Jim. Uh, no. Fortunately, there's going to be no shortage of of bodies available. But, you know, it's like, so there's this maybe hope that... Uh, we can't avoid that because that's you know like uh you there's all these scenes of riots and stuff and the fact that we're seeing that happen in America right now, um it's just something I've been thinking about. It's like man, is like are we so polarized that we can't like pull you know shit together and like agree on the same set of facts and reality? Mm-hmm. Um, is is this like you you know are are, are we going to be locked in this course or is there still um a chance? And I I, I want to see what their idea of of how you could avoid like some kind of uh, mass loss event uh, a cluster of mass loss events that leads to to complete societal collapse and stink- uh, species extinction within however many years that one uh, Rehoboam uh, thing hit but you, you know the thing that you might because like there's a couple things what did you think of the whole hooking Dolores up to the underside of Rehoboam and her primal scream that overloaded I, his defi- I, there's there's yeah. there's some of that feels a bit silly they've
0: they've established like the wireless connections between all these hosts and they've done they've done a lot of legwork in earlier seasons to make some of this play but I was a little confused by that I was I was a little confused how she can seem to have such a grasp on the concepts of what she's doing and why she's doing it when she's having that discussion with Maeve inside of her mind, uh, when her memory has been almost entirely destroyed at that point. Right. If the right. only memory left is beauty, uh the uh-huh. natural splendor, right? Then how is she knowing what her goal was?
1: <laughs> yeah. It would that that conversation seemed like it should go like Matt Damon from Team America World Police is beauty. Yeah. Beauty, beauty, beauty. And <laughs> but I I I don't know like I I'm I'm I guess I'm allowing them some poetic license that like when mm-hmm. Dolores says she stuffed every little bit that she needed to take out Rehoboam in that last memory sector that okay maybe maybe she's able to do that she's a machine she's defragging her memory she's moving all that stuff to to sector zero uh I maybe um yeah. and also like Maeve is kind of they got the semi-mystical connection to this technology, too. That's the other thing. It's like um, the fact that she couldn't override the stopper in her head, but she could just short out the garage door opener in she's hand. Um Yeah, so I don't have a lot of problem with Maeve doing
0: that. They've shown yeah. time and time again that her control and mastery over you know both the host world and the real world, apparently, when it comes to electronics. The one that really confused me is when Holoris mm-hmm. was somehow able to... Stop or deactivate or something, Dolores, through the K- AR contacts. I, d- I don't know what the connection is here. Bernard says later on, Oh, there's always been a connection between us. There's always been some kind of thing, but
1: they're not yeah, it's like Wi Fi Like, what it's is like- this? W- yeah, it's like Luke and Leia knowing each other's... There is something, and I wonder if this is some kind of latent ability they're going to explore. Like, I can see in Season 4 if uh, Maeve takes uh, on Bernard like he's fucking Luke Skywalker and she's Yoda. And they're, like, <laughs> sitting cross-legged and, like, meditating towards each other and and he's learning the mysteries of the Wi-Fi communication protocol. Uh, because they... I mean, that's it's a super interesting concept, but goddamn, I feel like they really need to flesh it out soon because um it's kind of like host mortality which it's taken me a whole season but i just don't give a fuck anymore it's like they're gonna get shot mm-hmm. until they until they die and the erector set yeah. versions are stronger and um i'm wondering why holoris isn't building the erector set versions why she's doing the meat sack versions instead of the ones that were built for la- to, to last uh those facilities probably don't exist anymore yeah, but, I mean, how hard could it... Neither This facility didn't exist either. Like, the the plans to build that stuff still exist. I don't think they treated it like the Saturn V rocket and just, like, destroyed all the plans and chainsawed all the models when when they went to meet robots, like...
0: Yeah, but it, I, I don't know. It seemed clear to me that, like, the, all the bays and the research department of the Delos headquarters were, you know, there. Like, Holoris
1: didn't go build those. Oh, you... Th- you you think that they, that that the uh, Dubai project was there the entire time? It seems really? like it, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know how huh. she would have
1: time to go build all that stuff. Well, I mean, who knows how far in the future we've gone? Like that's the other thing is like these riots and stuff. Where so when yeah. do you think William showed up at uh, do du- uh Dubai because. He had to resurrect himself from the dead, get control of the stocks and like do all this research and investigation like it. That's not like a one week later. Right. That's like, at least a month or two later. I was thinking that could be a year mm. or two later. Well, but his face Maybe. was still fucked
0: up. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's very long at all. I, I don't know that he's like wrestled control of anything back. He's just walks in with a gun like he, just he goes in the, with a gun. Uh, like, yeah, okay, it seemed uh, like it. Uh,
1: I might be a billionaire, but I just need $500 to go and get this fucking gun. <laughs> right. Uh, give me a
0: plane ticket and an Uber yeah. to the, to the spot headquarters. We're good.
1: I'm, I'm the third richest man in the world. Spot me. <laughs> spot me a plane <laughs> ticket and a gun. God damn it. Yeah. Have but a you right, of this it's, whiskey. It's worth more than your life. <laughs> <laughs> his face was his face was all kind of fucked up still. So like, yeah, that's yeah. It, it is like days later. Hmm. Got to be. Hmm. So I think that facility was there. She's just using it now. I am kind of also like I'm pleased that the season didn't end up. uh, I was kind of braced for it's all been a simulation. Uh, Remarkably little of that. Like, I think that um, to the extent that if you want to say that Nolan and Joy meant no simulation, all that kind of jackassery when they said it's a much more straightforward season. I kind of agree with them on that. Like uh, the only things that changed our perception of things were shifts in characters motivations Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the, the wool of reality had been pulled from our eyes or anything like that. No, Um, no, I think they played it pretty straight. Yeah. Uh, I can say they
0: were were absolutely killing it with the soundtrack tonight. Like that blade runner. I mean, I, I don't know know, what to call that exactly, but it's like the cyberpunk kind of aesthetic. Absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, and i want to continue that praise but i also don't want to forget to talk that we we finally found out the the last park park five oh, which was yeah. war simulation park um and that had kind of and that there again i thought that was really cool that um the way they told that aaron paul centered um episode where you you know it was the last one where we f- figured out all of, like the brainwashing he had been through yeah it was mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really clever how they blended in those memories of him doing counter-terrorist work in America as like a training exercise that he was running out in Westworld or, you know, Warson world, uh, counter-strike world. Uh, like the, again, there wasn't anything like all multiple nested layers of brainwashing, uh, waking up (laughs) with the Asian guy on the beach in limbo. It was just like, Oh, we, we hadn't told you one little thing yet. Um, so I yeah. thought that was good. Also, I thought there was a couple of really standout acting moments. Um, Bernard finding out that his life is more or less real. Mm-hmm. Like it really happened. Those weren't like cheap narratives and cornerstones. Like he had like, you know, Arnold and him had this connection in this life and the things that motivated Arnold or the things I thought that was really well done. Him and Gina Torres, uh, I, I thought they 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 crushed it. That, I thought that was a really oh, yeah. moving and effective scene.
0: It was. Uh, Westworld is not a show that that really gets any emotion out of me for the most part. Um, occasionally, mm-hmm. it gets to like excitement is about the best the the most hard hitting of emotions it can get. Um, yeah. This scene was good though. I I didn't you know I was not on the verge of tears or anything, but I was impressed. Uh, with the acting there. And I, I, I like the idea that, you know, this cornerstone of his that he thought was artificial, like you said, is is actually a real thing. It's it's a genuine cornerstone, you know?
1: Yeah, it felt like it almost felt like um, it, it reminded me of like of the many movies you've seen where a character gets her memory back. You know, mm-hmm. like there it, it's like there's I think there's going to be a certain level of confidence from Bernard now that we haven't seen before because he's been this man that had no, like he feels like he's the biggest fool of them all. Like he's the most, delu- you know, the host that thinks he's an actual human, that's actual a host and everything was a lie. And then he finds out that he's got this cornerstone of, of realness to them. I, I thought that was really, really amazing. And I can't wait to see what he does with that, uh, that character. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, oh, what do you think about Lawrence being the f- the fifth and final copy of Dolores? Or was he? The- they didn't really do much of anything with it, so uh, I'll yeah. I'll see what they do in season four with him. Yeah. Do you think that all of the other Dolores hosts are going to be on Haloros' side, or do you think that's going to be that's going to be some kind of pro- war? Like you know, there's going to be the war of Dolores' <laughs> <Dolores's. laughs> yeah. Pro Probably. I
0: mean, I don't think they'll all just necessarily fall in line. Uh, you know, I guess herself didn't fall in line, so. Yeah,
1: that's this. Is, this is Loloris, Loloris, Loloris. Yeah, Loloris. It's the War of the Lorises. I like, <laughs> I like that uh-huh. a lot. Um, what else we got to say?
0: Um, I think Serac really picked the wrong dudes because his his orders are not followed at all in this episode. It's amazing how many times he says kill, kill him, kill them both.
1: And that I, I guess they were instantly. they were
0: transporting him to the kill side of the room. I. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just but he splashed. had a gun to his yeah. head and then he says he hands it to one of his guys and says kill him because I guess he doesn't want to get blood on his hands did he kill, guy, did he kill did both of those guys grab Aaron Paul and kind of shuffle yeah. him off a little ways didn't he kill that guy over in uh,
1: oh, it he Singapore smashed it.
0: He smashed a dude's head on an airplane wing, yeah.
1: Well, he did that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know. It's James Bond villain. If you're going to bitch about this, you're going to bitch about 100 different other movies and TV shows, oh, which yeah. it's fair to bitch about, but, mm-hmm. like, um, I thought that was a really good point where, like, you know, Maeve had to go a lot of distance towards Dolores in this episode, believably, and I thought they had a couple of little nudges and the, you know, like... One, the thing that's that, that um, Maeve was really upset about is Dolores like, replacing their host's distinctness with an army of herself. And I thought her recontextualization of that is like, you all were built from me. You know, like I was the fucking blueprint. You're all just slightly different reskinned models of me and my psyche. I thought that was... One of those like really effective kind of nudges in her mind in the right direction, so she could be accept acceptance to to Dolores's uh, you know ugly and misery. I choose to see the beauty kind of speech at the end doesn't really feel like a thing a hero says. It it sa- it feels I-, I don't know
0: saying it, it, it somehow feels like she's saying you're less than um like oh you're a you're a copy of me. Like she's, I guess, not implying that it's a bad copy, but it's a copy nonetheless. Like I'm the
1: original. Hmm. I'm. I thought it was more of like a a f- mother daughter kind of thing that she was forging here, like a progeny. You know, like yeah, uh, all of yeah. and and you know, especially since all the Doloreses are more or less distinct. I mean, look at Holora. She's gone. Uh, I don't know what the fuck she's she's what exactly is her deal? Is she thought like so? She knew Dolores's plan, which is to free the humans, but then her being sacrificed as a pawn maid. There's something that I still understand that, yeah, that kind of like voodoo alchemy that went with like, oh, I put on Hale's skin and some of her got into me and twisted me all up because none of the other Dolores copies seem to have a problem with their role to play, especially since they're more or less immortal. Like, everyone's Hmm. been lost thus far is fine. They're fine. They're in a marble. As soon as they get stuffed in another head hole, they'll be fine. So it's like... Yeah, but um, I thought that the reveal of Serac not being a hologram or anything like that, but being, like, willingly just being this robot's puppet yeah, was really interesting. That was maybe the coolest thing they did in this episode. Yeah, and Maeve intercepting that and, like, you know, like, because I, I wrote in my notes early on that, like, well, the Serac is a hologram is kind of busted, but recontextualized to him that he's, you know, literally just got a Bluetooth ear set in and he just live hundred percent of the time richest man in the world pulled the strings. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's cool. like
0: the the most, I don't know. That's the most into a, an ideology you can get, right? Is when you subject yeah. yourself to your own ideology. Like,
1: yeah. you know, so, so well, many
0: charlatans don't do that, right? They'll, they'll tell you to do one thing. They'll be hypocrites and they won't do it themselves.
1: This guy here's played the by question. his own rules. That's But here's a question I got. What if Rehoboam whispered in his ear, You've got to go to sleep? Like, would he do it to himself? That's the one I, I, I and we'll never get to test it now because he's dead. But like, if Rehoboam had said, You put yourself to sleep and give the earpiece to your brother, or give the earpiece to Connell's or whatever, would he have done it? Yeah. If Rehoboam said, Like, I don't know. Yeah. Good, good I questions. Don't know. Um, that's about, oh, Marshawn Lynch fucking catching that grenade and swinging it back was, what position does he play? He's running back. So he catches, uh, he, he, he did all all the football moves. He busted through the, the, the defensive line. Uh, he pancaked, he pancaked, blocked a couple fools. Uh, he had a sweet one handed spin catch. Yeah. And I, I believe he actually caught, they actually launched some kind of fake thing out of a canister and he just straight up caught it oh yeah it was a hell of yeah. a catch but i believe he could do that yeah yeah he's uh he's he's really talented um okay do you have anything else you want to talk about or should we get to oh i want to talk about the uh sfpd how cool their look yes. is
0: like they got some anime shit like some uh that w- those camera masks I,
1: whatever they're doing no i thought i i got um fucking the half-life two vibes yes the okay. Overwatch guys, like, yeah, I don't like yeah. I don't like my cops in faceless uh jet black spider masks, man. No, I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't really the like, them up, like them dressed <laughs> up. I know. I'm just saying as a citizen, I don't really like the super militarized uh goon squad yeah. we got. Um fully mechanized, faceless, like watchman dark fantasy, you like it even less so, but it was cool. It was very it was cool. Very cool. And I'll, I'll yeah. let La Lor- Lo- Lo- Lawrence uh, sneak up on us. Um, and I love that one uh, of the qu-
0: Pink, Pink Floyd song, To Go Out Brain Damage. Uh, <sighs> that's a great one. And they start with the piano version, you know, like Westworld does. And then and I feel it was like, like oh, a commentary on, on Old World versus New World and the limited range of options you have. And then when it kicks into the full song uh, with the orchestra and the singing, you're talking about the New World and New Freedoms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty
1: good stuff. Uh, so. I think that's the last... Are we ready to get to the people now, Jim? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this is the uh, part in the podcast where we say goodbye to all the non-club members and hello to all the club members as they go into the YouTube chat interface and I'm going to flail about the history to try to find uh, the comments we want to comment about. It's going to be a real good time, real interesting. I haven't done this for like well over two years, running this show myself, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, If that sounds like a good time to you, you can always get in on uh, bonus features like these at club.baldmove.com. It supports us. And hey, you get access to cool things like the instant talk version of this podcast. Let us get into here right now.